gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Welcome back to another edition of the My Two Cents Podcast, presented by G2, hosted by G2. I am G2. This is episode 152, I believe. And before I get into Thanksgiving recap, I just want to read you guys the National Food Days of the week, because that will ultimately, as you know, enter us into the Thanksgiving talk. Uh, Today being November 26th, it is National Cake Day. November 27th, it'll be National Brewing and Cream Pie Day. November 28th, it's National French Toast Day. November 29th, Chocolates Day, as well as National Lemon Cream Pie Day. And to finish off for November the 30th is National Moose Day. December 1st, the first day of December, it is Eat Red Apple Day, as well as National Pie Day. And to round us off to end us for the week, December the 2nd, it is National Fritters Day, and as well as World Pear Day. Now, with the National Food Days out of the week, let me transition over into Thanksgiving talk. I hope everybody was able to have a great Thanksgiving. I know I was able to. Um, Thanksgiving is a special holiday for me. I find it more special than Christmas, probably because I'm older now and uh, I get gifts like periodically throughout the year. Christmas, you kind of look forward as a kid. Like that's the day, like significantly you get an abundance amount of gifts. Um, But when you're an adult, Thanksgiving is at the time that you just sit down and uh, commiserate and share in the camaraderie with everyone that you do love. And I was able to do that again this year with my family. We were able to eat me taking over the reins as per usual for holiday cooking. I was able to do that, uh, make sure everybody ate well. Um, There was one thing that happened. Uh, My mother was not able to enjoy collard greens after Thanksgiving Day because um, I kind of spilt them. See, when I was driving back from a place, I had all the food in the back of my uh, back seat. And when I got to a location, I started taking the food out. The collard greens happened to like fall out of my vehicle door as soon as I opened it up and just hit the ground. So that kind of spilt everywhere. So the collard greens were kind of done. I still have everything else but the collard greens. So that kind of got whomped after that. And also that was the biggest pain in the ass making collard greens because when you get collard greens you gotta shuffle through them see what's good what's not good pick them all out so that's more time consuming than making a sweet potato pie doing the whole turkey uh doing potato salad macaroni cheese all the other stuff is like easy i could do it legitimately without no problem it's always the collard greens every single year that is the most time consuming and this year unlike last year i did not uh, start shuffling through it the day before. Because usually on Thanksgiving Eve, I usually prep the food and cook all the sides. So whenever Thanksgiving Day, the next day happens, the only thing I got to do is put the turkey and ham in, and that's about it. This year, not so much. I literally, uh, on Thanksgiving Eve, I start shuffling through the collard greens. So that took about a good two to three hours for that crap to even get done as I was still moving around. So again, that was a pain in the ass with that. But just for the collard greens to just uh, spill out of my vehicle, that was a very, uh, if you know the price is right, like theme, when you, not theme, when you get an answer wrong, 
and you just now time you leave off the stage to hit the dun 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 dun. Mm. That's how it felt for me. So when that happened, I was like, ah, oh. but everything else is still intact. And besides that, everything else with Thanksgiving was a success. I hope everything and everybody else's uh, Thanksgiving like week was a success. I hope everybody was able to commiserate with their family, friends, or even associates. And we're just able to uh, breathe it in because Thanksgiving, Christmas, and New Year's are like the time that you want to be around people because you don't want to be by yourself. Because you're at the end of the year and you're starting a new year. Those are the three big times that you want to be around individuals. So if you weren't around people during Thanksgiving time, you still have time for Christmas. Uh, start getting your tickets loaded up if you're going to do the whole airplane business. Or start figuring out Christmas plans right now to figure out where you're going to go and see if you're going to visit loved ones or not. If you don't do Christmas, at least try New Year's. At least try, so you at least can open up 2024 with uh, a bang with being around loved ones that you do care about. That's at least my idea of what people should be doing, but again, everybody has their own life to live. Um, but I hope everybody did have a great Thanksgiving week. That's what I'm trying to get with this. Now, moving on to some news that happened during this week. First thing I want to talk about, since we're talking about Thanksgiving here, I want to talk about the road accidents that happened during this holiday um, in Georgia, a total of 14 deaths was reported on Thursday. Five of them were killed on impact when a white Ford uh, van hit a gray Ram head-up truck head-on in Calcutt County, Georgia. State Patrol said in a statement early Friday, all five fatalities were traveling in the van. Four other people in the van were taken to local hospitals in Thomasville and Tallahassee, Florida by air ambulance, according to the statement. You had uh, four people die and one was left an injury in a car crash near South Park, California in the early hours of Thursday morning. You had that going on as well as in California. Two children were seriously injured in a multi-vehicle crash in Sacramento County. Officials would say seven people were hurt. So we had that. There were a lot of different incidents and accidents that happened while on the road because, again, Thanksgiving, as I said before, is one of the times you want to be around individuals. So I hope people that were in these fatal accidents, I hope their family, friends, and loved ones are uh, doing not, I know they're not doing well. I know this is still fresh and they're going to have to think about the people that they lost every year at Thanksgiving time. I hope that they are recovering from the fatal losses that they that they lost this past week. And I wish all of them love and light and wellness. Same thing for the people that are in hospitals because of being in a car crash that they're just injured. I hope that they are able to rebound off that, get themselves better, and uh, be better than they once were before. Hopefully, that's what I'm hoping for. So again, I'm sending my love and light to everyone that was in an accident, uh, fatal or non-fatal, this past Thanksgiving uh, week. Now, moving away from that, I want to talk about the Middle East because this will kind of go into one of my main topics that I want to talk about today. And I want to talk about the exchange that's been going on between uh, Israel and Palestine or Hamas, if you will. Um, there's a ceasefire between the two parties. And in the ceasefire, they're supposed to be releasing hostages between each other on the first day of the four day 
ceasefire, Hamas released 24 of roughly 240 hostages that were taken during the October 7th attack on Israel. And Israel has freed 39 Palestinians from prison. Earlier Saturday, Hamas officials provided conflicting reports on whether 13 or 14 hostages were set for release with three Palestinian prisoners to be freed for each hostage under the deal. The corresponding number of freed Palestinian prisoners was to be 39 or 42. Overall, Hamas is to release at least 50 Israeli hostages in Israel, 150 Palestinian prisoners during the four-day truce, all women and minors. So I'm glad they're able to do this. And again, I just want everyone to understand this. It's going to be women and minors, not the men. So men, you guys got to figure this stuff out for yourself. And this also just... Ah, I don't like that it's just women and children. I get the reason why men are men and we're supposed to be the tough uh, guys and all this type of stuff. But if you got a guy as a prisoner, I think you need to, like, if they're prisoners or they're hostages, just do the whole deal. Just, yo, free people here, free people there. Don't need to be just holding it out just for women and minors. There's certain, not even certain, there's dudes in there that are just hostages. There's dudes in there that are prisoners. Yo, just do the whole swap thing and call this whole thing and do what you got to do all right i'm glad there is a ceasefire right now i know it's not going to end the whole thing between uh israel and hamas palestine i know that's not ending right now but i'm glad they are making some type of exchange for people hostages for prisoners i'm glad that's happening over there again i wish none of this stuff did happen but here's where we are right now and moving over into the big topic that I want to talk about, and I think people should understand, at least over here in America, um, there's been people in the entertainment business, right, that's been facing backlash because of what they've been saying about the stuff over there in the Middle East, in the crisis that's going over there. If you don't know what I'm talking about, actresses Melissa Barrera and Susan Sarandon faced backlash for comments about Middle East crisis, as this was reported by NPR at a rally in New York. Susan Sarandon told attendees there are a lot of people that are afraid, afraid of being Jewish at this time and are getting a taste of what it feels like to be Muslim in this country so often subjected to violence. A spokesperson for the United Talent Agency confirms they are no longer representing uh, Susan Sarandon. So you had that happen here, right? And then the actress, Melissa Barrera, who has starred in the last, what, two screen movies since they did a reboot um on her social media page they will more than likely say twitter according to variety in a now expired instagram story say she wrote that western media only shows the israeli side and as the hollywood reporter noted that gaza is currently being treated like a concentration camp we have zero tolerance for anti-Semitism or the incitement of any hate in any form. Scream co-producers Spyglass Media Group wrote in a statement to Variety, including false references to genocide, ethical cleansing, Holocaust, dissertation, or anything that frequently crosses the line into hate speech. So when they did that, they dropped Melissa Barrera from uh, the upcoming Scream movie. So she got dropped right there. Her co-star, Jenna Ortega, she also left uh, the Scream movie because she's standing in solidarity with her uh, Scream co-star. And let me just say this right now, okay? I'm going to make this bluntly clear, all right? People that are in Hollywood, they should know this. 
and I mean this because this has been literally said to us, just not even without uh, clearance. It's been said, the people that run Hollywood, the entertainment business side, are literally, I can tell you right now, they are the Jewish community, they are the LGBTQ community, and they are the Kardashians. Now, those are the three groups. You can automatically know who's number one, the Jewish community. Number two is the LGBTQ community. Number three is the Kardashians. Now, on a good day or a bad day, whatever side you want to look at it as, you can always change number two and number three. The LGBTQ and the Kardashians, they are interchangeable between two and three. But the Jewish community, they are number one. They run the entertainment business. They run Hollywood. I don't know why people were shocked to hear that uh, Melissa Barrera and Susan Sarandon got dropped. They, I, I don't, I don't see how you are shocked by that at all. Because right now, as has already been stated, in the Middle East is literally Israel and uh, Hamas, Palestine. However the hell you want to look at it as, they are going to war with each other. Now, I'll put it in layman's terms. For the people that are speaking for Palestine side, and you're over here in America, and you work in the entertainment business, no, your job is in jeopardy. Just point blank and clear. And I'll put it easier to you right now. Do you remember whenever uh, we were in 2020, and we were doing the whole Black Lives Matter deal, and people were doing the whole All Lives Matter deal to combat the Black Lives Matter, and you saw a lot of people look at you as a jackass or a complete asshole because you were putting up All Lives Matter when the when at the time we were focusing on Black Lives Matter because that was the centerpiece, that was the focal point. You guys are working in Hollywood where the focal point, and it shouldn't be shocking to you, it's literally the Jewish community because that is who runs the checks. That's who does the callings and higher-ups, and that's all it is. Why are you guys shocked by you guys getting dropped? Why are you guys shocked by any of that? Now, I understand some people will say, well, this is freedom of speech. People should be able to say or do whatever they want. Yes, but guess what? Freedom of speech doesn't mean freedom of consequences for whenever you say something. If you don't know what I'm talking about, if you don't believe me, look at Kanye West whenever he said whatever he said. Now, people will say, Jordan, what he said was anti-Semitic. Well, he was talking about freedom of speech, and he was using freedom of speech. He was talking, and then guess what? His company started pulling away from him. Things started getting pulled away from him, and guess what? People were cheering, and yay! I understand. He says some very, very asshole-ish things. I'm not going to uh, subside for what he said, but if we're going to pick and choose, and we're going to say First Amendment speech, he asked First Amendment speech to say what he said, but that does not mean freedom from consequences. And in this case, Melissa Melissa uh, Barrera and Susan Sarandon, they did not uh, get the whole consequences to go along with their freedom of speech. Now, they are on the side of, hey, yo, you need to show what Palestinians going through. You need to cover Palestinian side more than the Jewish, more than the Israel side. And I understand that completely. I'm not saying what they're saying is completely wrong, but I'm saying for the people that's looking at this and saying, oh my God, what they said was right. And I don't understand how they got backlash. I can see it clearly. Because again, you work in entertainment. It is ran by the Jewish community. So when you say something bad against them, guess what? You're going to get slapped down. That's just what it is. And I don't see how people didn't see that. If you don't believe me again, okay, I'll throw you another one and I'm going to use a different one. Okay. Kevin Hart. 
Kevin Hart, he didn't say nothing about the Jewish community, but do you remember whenever he was supposed to host the Oscars a couple years ago? And then somebody dug up an old tweet of him saying something that people would deem as homophobic. And Kevin Hart, he was given a stance of, yo, I'm not going to apologize for that. I said that some years ago. I groaned and all this type of stuff, but I'm not going to apologize for said tweet. And they ended up yanking the hosting job away from him. Guess what? That's what happens when you go against a group that runs things in the entertainment business. You're going to lose certain things. You're going to lose jobs. That's just what it is in a part of life. You can say whatever you want. Again, freedom of speech. Cool. But you shouldn't incite violence. That's one thing. That's when you kind of get yanked away from that. But freedom of speech, that's cool and dandy. But whenever you are not free from consequences. So that's what happened here. And again, all power to Melissa Barrera because she's still going to do what she says, say what she says. She stands on what she says, she said, and cool. Susan Sarandon, she's been to Hollywood some time. I don't think she pretty much cares anymore. But anyway, bills are bills and they're all going to kiss and make up at the end of the day. That's just my personal feeling. They're all going to kiss and make up. The people at Scream are going to hire Melissa uh, Barrera back. That's going to happen sometime that's going to happen. Uh, the agencies are going to pick up Susan Sarandon once again because that's just plain stupidity if you don't. I mean, let's just call a spade a spade. But for right now, if you're in the entertainment business, just know you have freedom of speech. If you want to speak up for Palestine side, you can do that. But that does not mean you will not get dropped like a bad habit from any agency or from any project. That's not that's not the case. You're going to be canceled for some time. Now, there will be certain individuals where, hey, if you cancel this person, it's not going to matter to them because guess what? That whole cancel crap doesn't work for them. It doesn't matter. As I said previously, Kanye West, hey, my man says some wild stuff. And yes, he got dropped. But boy, if he drops music, the whole world is back on Kanye West's side. If my man drops any type of clothing, guess what? People are going to go right back to Kanye West because that whole cancel crap, that whole, hey, you're blackball crap, that don't work for geniuses and artistic people like a Kanye West or a Dave Chappelle. Whenever Dave Chappelle says something about the LGBTQ community, more specifically the trans community, and you have the people go after him, guess what? Dave does not care. Dave's going to say what he says, he's going to do it in a genius way, and guess what? He's still going to be him, and you got people that still would ride with Dave. That's just what it is. There are exceptions to the rule of, quote-unquote, being canceled, quote-unquote, being dropped, quote-unquote, uh, we're kicking you out of this situation because of you saying this. Now, will Melissa Barrera be that situation? I think she will be, because the Scream uh, franchise, the people that have been watching the new reboot of Scream, they love it. I've seen the new Scream, what, movies that's been going at, that's been coming out, and I like her as being the main star. I like her. I do. So, I think it's going to be a, just a short amount of time before they rehire her back, and they'll probably give her a pay bump, because I don't think she's going to come back just to uh, what her previous contract was. I think she's going to put the squeeze on them so she can get more money, and that's just what it is, especially if she brings back Jenna Ortega. Oh, yeah, those two are going to put the squeeze on the people that's making the scream. But, again, people in Hollywood, if you happen to stand up and side with Palestine, just know you're not free from consequences. That's all I'm saying.
push death upon me. Blood in my eye, dog, and I can't see. I'm trying to be what I'm destined to be. And niggas trying to take my life away. Now, moving on to the next topic here. The next topic I want to talk about is the sexual assault allegations that came out this past week. And boy, did we have an abundance of sexual assault allegations that came out this past week. Uh, Vanity Fair, they would list the guys that got named in a lot of these sexual assault allega uh, allegations. Uh, Bill Cosby this past week, Cuba Gooden Jr., um, Sean Combs, better known as Puff, um, Axel Rose, who else? Um, who else do they have here? Andrew Cuomo, uh, Eric Adams, Jamie Foxx. I mean, there was a litany of people. There's Jamie Iovine. There's multiple other individuals, but man, um, a lot of people got hit with a sexual assault allegations and people might be asking what is going on? What's been happening? Well, there's an act that expired this past Friday. It's called the New York Adult Supervisors Act, which gave victims of sexual assault a one-year window for claims that would otherwise be barred by time limits. So they had one year to state out that they were sexually assaulted and it apparently it doesn't matter when this sexual assault happened because you have certain cases here that happened over 30 years ago you have certain cases here that happened a couple years ago i mean if you were sexually assaulted you were able to come out and say hey yo here's my abuser here's when the year i got assaulted here's what happened all that stuff that happened right um a lot of individuals literally on Wednesday and Thursday, the names just start flowing, and I mean, it was a lot. It was crazy to me. Um, I'm just gonna start right here. Puff, he has two people that came up to bat to say that he sexually assaulted them, and I'm just gonna be blown with you. I think since the Cassie situation, I think more people are gonna come out against Puff as they were before, but with Cassie being a former girlfriend and being a girlfriend of his for what. I believe about 13 years. I know it was a decade. I said the years, like last year. Not last year, but last week. Um, But for them to be together for a decade, Cassie knows what's going on. Cassie knows the real Puff. She knows who he is. So I think they gave credence for her to come out and say what she wanted to say about Puff. And with Puff settling with her literally a day after her civil suit came to light, I think that gave people the green light to come after Puff, and Puff should expect more of this. As a matter of fact, I believe his Sean John brand got dropped from Macy's, and I believe the alcoholic beverage that he's a speakerhead or, like, figurehead for, what is it, Don Julio or whatever it is, they're trying to get him out of being the face of that alcoholic brand. But that's been, like, in the works for months. So this uh, Cassie deal, this whole two more women coming out saying that he sexually assaulted him, that will lend credence to people that owns that alcoholic beverage to get Puff off as a speakerhead. I can see them doing that, and that probably might come to fruition. So you have that. You have a woman that said Jamie Foxx, I believe, sexually assaulted her, what, in 2015 on top of a New York uh, rooftop. Ugh. You have a woman, Axel Rose, who did something to her mad years ago. Eric Adams, same thing, mad years ago. Dude, here's my thing with this, and I don't mean to get as any sexual assault victims ever. 
if you were sexually assaulted, I feel for you truly. I really do. I just wish that people would have came forward earlier when this stuff happens. Now, on the instance of the Axel Rose situation, the woman that is saying that she got sexually assaulted by him some years ago, there was paperwork that said that she uh, did file, but apparently just never ever came to pass. I don't know how that happens. Again, money might have deterred that if that was the case. Well, then that's that money does rule the world. But I just wish a lot of people would have put in paperwork. I do. I give the Axel Rose woman kudos because she put in the paperwork. She filed something. That was that time. A lot of other individuals, whenever people start popping out the woodwork and doing stuff now, they usually don't have the paperwork. People like to say, well, they were waiting for someone to step up to the plate. They were waiting for someone to be the first person because they were afraid or they didn't know how they would to approach this stuff. There's a lot of things to really take hold of when you talk about sexual assault victims and sexual assault allegations. There's a lot of things to really, really talk about and really try to make sure you don't get, well, you don't try to sound like a dick or a douche to a person that did get sexually assaulted or sexually abused by someone. You don't try to sound inhumane, try to sound that you don't care about people that got their innocence taken or just something took it away from them by someone else. You don't want to sound like that. And I don't want me to come off sounding like that. However, I have been raised with a mother that always told us, hey, if somebody did something to you, come and tell us right then and there because we can't handle that later. If you tell us later, what is later? What what good is later going to do for us? We need to handle it right then and there. So that's just where my mind is going right now. There's a lot of people, as I said before, that waited until the chink was in the armor of certain individuals. And Puff, with him being the getting this chink in his armor by Cassie last week, is going to open up the floodgates for more people to come out and say that Puff sexually assaulted it them. It's not going to end with him, so Puff's going to have to figure out what he's going to do with that. Eric Adams, I'm surprised Eric Adams, because Eric Adams was just getting into what I just talked about a couple weeks ago, or like they were looking into him for campaign funds, for like how did he get money when he was doing camp, like like he was going through his whole campaign situation, like I believe in what, 2021? I just talked about that, so they were getting at him for that. And also before then, uh, the migrants was going down there in New York. And all the stuff that's happening there, I can see people getting at him for that. But labeling sexual assault on Eric Adams for that, dude, that's crazy. I'm just going to say right now, labeling someone as a sexual assault like abuser, that is crazy if they're not one. I just want everyone to know. These are all civil suit cases. These are not criminal cases. So the victims, they're going after money. And again, I don't want to make it seem like a money thing. People might say, well, Joe, they have to go after money because, A, they can't do the criminal stuff. So the best way to hit someone is by going after their money because they care about money. And that's what the world works on money. So that's your way of doing it. Okay, cool. That's your way of doing it. I just wish that a lot of people would get at people criminally. 
Because if you're being sexually assaulted, if you're being abused by a person, they're taking your innocence away from you, they need to go to jail. We don't allow someone to take the innocence of a young girl and say, oh, by the way, we're going to ask them for a civil suit. No, we ask for their ass to go to jail. We try to take them to jail. That's what needs to go down with adults. If an adult is going to sexually assault another adult, they need to go to jail. If someone gropes someone, you need to at least go to jail for at least a couple of months, a year, so you can learn your lesson about groping people that's not that didn't consent to being groping, or whatever may have you. If you happen to uh, rape them, you got to go to jail for rape. You can't, uh, you can't just be hit with a sexual, not a sexual, but a civil suit. There's, there's no way for this type of stuff. And again, these are all allegations against all these different individuals this past week. And I mean, it was just so many. I'm not gonna go through the whole. Uh, case by case situation, but you can do that yourself. But with as many people getting hit with sexual assault allegations this past week, it's a lot, man. It's a lot. And to think, when the beginning of the year happened, there was not a lot of things really going down in the mindset of sexual assault allegations or anything like that. There was nothing really happening at the beginning of the year. It seemed that 2023 wanted to come out and end with a bang. Like, yo, dog, here's what we're going to talk about. Here's what's going to happen. And I mean, it just seems we're ending with a bang. And it's crazy. It's holiday time. People ain't trying to be dealing with stuff like this. The court system isn't going to be trying to be dealing with stuff like this. I mean, it's just crazy. But since that uh, Survivor Act is, well, didn't on Friday, people had to run it up and uh, start labeling people as their abusers this past week. I would have loved for people to have spread this out this past year so people could have gotten to understand the significance of each case, case by case basis. But once you start flooding the market, literally, with all these cases, because this whole act is ending this week or did end this week, you are killing each one of these cases. You're going to have everybody look at this thing as a money grab. You're going to have people looking at it as, hey, are you sure this person got sexually assaulted? Are you sure that's what really happened to these individuals? Because, dude, if you did get assaulted, you should have said something earlier this year instead of coming at it with the rest of these people at the end of the year, when this thing, when this act was ending, because you got people now looking at it as a money grab. There's no way you don't have it look at it as a money grab. Like, that's just what we're at with this situation now. There were more people that were not entertainers that were hit with uh, sexual assault lawsuits, but the news that get hit with it are the celebrity names that get popped with all these situations. But again, dude, I feel for the people that did get sexually assaulted. Let me make that perfectly clear. I do feel for you. I just wish that you guys would have did it earlier because your real life situation, your real life assault, your real life trauma, it has now been marred by all the people, whether they're real or fake, that came around to have now said, hey, yo, this happened to me, that happened to me because of this act 
ending. I just wish you guys would have just spread it out this past year. That's all I'm saying. Now, before I get off of this topic, the one person on this list that I did mention that really shocked me was uh, Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx, the guy who just went through a traumatic time this past year of everyone not knowing what's going on with Jamie. It was a disappearing situation. Nobody knows what's going on. Medical. I mean, nobody saw Jamie Foxx. We know he was in the hospital. We just didn't know what was going down with him. Nothing. And then we see Jamie Foxx pop up months later, popping back up. He has to tell everybody, hey, I'm okay. I went through something serious. I kept it all in-house. My daughter and my sister knew about it and yada, yada, yada. Jamie Foxx coming out of all of that and for his 2023, basically to almost end with a sexual assault allegation, that one was nuts. Because Jamie Foxx, he's beloved, but they always say is one of the ones that you wouldn't think it is that's probably an abuser. But I'm not calling Jamie Foxx that because, again, I have too much faith in Jamie Foxx, to be honest. I do. That's one of the guys. He's one of the guys that I don't see do a wrong Jamie Foxx and like the Denzel Washington and at one point I would have put Will Smith up there but since the Will Smith smacking Chris uh situation mm, I can't put him on that list like that but Jamie he's loved by everyone he truly is he's loved by the blacks the whites the Hispanics people around the world same thing with Denzel so it was like that was shocking to me to hear that about Jamie Foxx being listed in as a person that got like doing sexual assault allegations. But a spokesperson for Jamie Foxx did deny the allegations, and they would say that the incident never happened. Uh, they would say that in 2020, this individual filed a nearly identical lawsuit in Brooklyn. That case was dismissed shortly thereafter. The claims are no more viable today than they were then. They are confident this whole situation will be dismissed. So this could be someone just going after Jamie Foxx and, again, just being a fake. We have no idea. But Jamie Foxx, I give him the benefit of the doubt, especially after all the chaos and crap that he went through this past year. So everyone else, I'm going to be watching and waiting. Eric Adams, him being the New York mayor, I'm definitely waiting on that to see what's going on. Uh, Andrew Cuomo. Yeah, I'm just going to wait and see. I'm not really too high up on that one. Axl Rose, not too much high up on that one either. Puff, not too much because, again, the Wolves are out for him. Uh, Bill Cosby, not so much because he has a history now and he already admitted to certain things of drugging people in the past and having his way with people in the past. He's already admitted to some of those stuff. Uh, Cuba Gooden Jr., as I said, he got his own situation. I'm not going to be waiting on that one. But whenever all these other people come out and all these other things come out about other situations, the people, I'm going to talk about it. But Jamie Foxx, one, that's the one I'm really just keeping my eyes out, ears open for. Because, again, I have a lot of faith in Jamie, and I don't think he's the type of guy that's going to do any of these uh things like that. That's just me personally. Now, moving on to the next topic here, as this is covered by the Associated Press, and the title would read, Prosecutors Decry Stabbing of Ex-Officer Derek Chauvin While Incarcerated in George Floyd's Killing. It would state, Minnesota's Attorney General on Saturday denounced a prison attack on Derek Chauvin, saying the former Minneapolis police officer convicted of murdering George Floyd should be able to serve his sentence without fear of violence. A person familiar with the matter told the Associated Press on Friday that Chauvin was stabbed by another inmate at the Federal Correction Institute 
a medium security prison that has been plagued by security lapse and staffing shortages. The person spoke to Associated Press on condition of anonymity because they were not authorized to publicly discuss the attack. The person said Chauvin was seriously injured in Friday's afternoon attack on Saturday. Brian Evans, a spokesman for Minnesota Attorney General's office, said we have heard that he is suspected to survive. So that's what happened here. Um, continue on. The U.S. Bureau of Prisons have confirmed an assault at the facility and said employees performed life-saving measurements before the inmate was taken to a hospital for further treatment and evaluations. Uh, the Bureau of Prisons did not name the victim or provide a medical status for privacy and safety reasons. So Derek Chauvin, he got attacked. And you know what? I'm surprised that he didn't get attacked earlier. And that's the kind of thing that I did talk to my parents about when this thing came about. Derek Chauvin getting attacked. I thought he would have attacked way earlier because, dude, George Floyd, George Floyd was a guy that everybody had to watch get choked out when we all sat home and we had no other choice but to watch it because we were during COVID time of 2020. Everybody had to sit home and we all had to watch that crap unfold in front of our eyes. We couldn't escape it. It was on media legit almost 24-7. Well, you turn from one news coverage to another place to another place. Everybody was talking about that. People on social media were talking about that. There was no way you can get away from it. So with Derek Chauvin being found guilty in 2021, I thought he would have attacked in 2021 or last year. None of those two came out. But now towards the end of 2023, he's getting attacked. It's not surprising to me at all. Again, I'm surprised that he didn't get attacked earlier. But him getting attacked, it was destined to happen. It just was. And it reminds me of a comedian, Ali Sadiq. If you don't know who he is, he's a brilliant uh, comedian. He's a guy that likes to tell his jokes in a story manner because he talks about his life. He talks about a time that he was in prison, but he met up and saw the guy that he attacked while he was outside of prison. I'm going to play you a snippet of the joke as it's already in the middle of it. I would say go and look at his YouTube page so if you want to get the whole joke like from start to finish, but I'm gonna give you the middle of it because it's still funny and it still fits what I'm talking about now. 19, I went to prison. I'm 22 now. I'm on Darrington unit. 22, I'm on Darrington. And then on, in prison, TDC, they have a brush called a shitter brush. This is what you clean the toilet with. That's why it's called a shitter brush. We call the toilet the shitter. And it's usually made out of hard plastic or wood, depending on what year you came. So I come in the day room and I see a dude sitting at the table. And I said, is that Quincy? <laughs> this motherfucker live? I picked that brush up. I say, say, my man, what's your name? <laughs> nigga say, Quincy, nigga. Bow! <laughs> Hit that man right on top of his head, split his shit over. Me and this man start fighting. Cells come in and break the shit up, and I'm saying they ship me because I'm saying crazy shit. Now, bitch, let me tell you something. One of us got to go home because I'm going to murder you and your mama, and I'm going to write the letter. <laughs> 
I'm so mad I'm saying crazy shit. Now, again, that was the middle of the joke from Ali Sadiq. Again, it has a legit beginning and end. I would suggest you go and watch uh, his YouTube channel. He has the uh, multiple of his uh, comedy specials on it. I would say go and do it. He's one of the guys that I say, if I don't watch Chappelle, and I've seen all Chappelle stuff, I literally try to go to Ali Sadiq next when I'm on YouTube. Like, he's one of those guys, I'm surprised his name isn't bigger, but yeah. What Ali Sadiq said was truth. Whenever he saw his homeboy that he just had past beef with, and he ended up coming up to him and asked him, hey, my man, is you such and such? And he said, yeah, and then he popped him. I'm surprised a lot of people haven't done that with Derek Chauvin yet. I'm surprised about that, but I was betting that he's going to get popped. And I'm pretty sure after this first one, he's probably going to get popped more. So Derek Chauvin, yo, dog, it is what it is, dude. You need to probably hook up with some of the uh, police officers, talk to people that are there because, yo, dude, your time is not going to be, it's not going to be well spent a lot because now that people know that you're able to get got you're going to get got more. That's going to happen. And if the people that are over the whole uh, jail system where you're at, if they don't care, they don't care. They're going to let you get got. So again, try to find out who you can speak to so you won't get got. But we'll have to wait and see about that one. Right. But again, I'm not shocked by this. And I don't and I don't think a lot of people should be shocked by it at all. As a matter of fact, just look for more of that probably to come in the future. Maybe. Now, keeping it with prison talk, more on the parole side of the business here. Oscar Pistorius, he has been uh, released on parole. He will be, well, technically in January. Prison authorities announced Friday, as this was reported by CNN. For people that don't remember, this is the former Olympic sprinter, uh, Oscar Pistorius. He was convicted of killing his partner after he shot her four times through the bathroom door in his house in 2013. It has been revealed that they will be releasing him on parole in January. Um, the victim's mom did criticize it. She said that she did not believe the South African athlete has been re rehabilitated since he murdered her daughter almost 11 uh, years ago. I remember talking about this case, what, I believe a year ago or probably earlier this year, whenever he was looking at being paroled by the parole board and they kind of like dead that and they said they weren't going to do it. I wonder what made them flip and say that, yo, he can be up for parole. Uh, he is, it's about time for him to leave. I don't know what it is to be honest. I don't know, but he's said to be released in January. If that was me and that was the person that killed my sister, or my brothers, or my mother, my father, and they're going to be granted parole, I'll be pissed off. But there's nothing you can do unless you're going to try to kill that person. I don't suggest the mother to do so. I don't suggest the father to do so. I don't suggest anybody that loved that woman that died at the hands of this man to try to kill him once he gets out because there'll be too much heat on you if you happen to do so. Now, again, that's just me saying that. You can do whatever you want. I don't suggest you doing it, so please do not do that. Do not touch that guy. Let him live. Let him breathe out the rest of his time. He did his time in jail. You just got to sit with it that they released him on parole. And the only thing you can do is just hope and pray that he did change himself. And hopefully that he did. It's not going to bring your loved one back that got taken away because of this guy. But it is what it is. So again, do not attack this guy. Do not do nothing to him. 
just let him go about his way in January. And just so happens, if someone happens to get him in prison, because he's still there now, he's going to be paroled in January. Just saying, it just might be fate that somebody gets him. Not saying that you should. Don't put a hit out on him. I'm not saying that neither. But there's still some time. Things could happen. We don't know what happened. Only thing I do want to know is what made whoever pulled the trigger say, hey, yo, this guy, you know what? We were too harsh. It's time to get him on parole. That's just my big question mark. What happened there? But nobody will ever know. Nobody will ever truly know. Now, I forgot to mention this earlier in the episode when I talked about Thanksgiving. I did not know Romeo Miller had a daughter. I didn't know he even had kids because, again, that type of stuff doesn't get really, like, uh, stated a lot. But Romeo Miller, this past week, he did reveal that his daughter, River Rose, has been diagnosed with type 1 diabetes. That's insane to me. She's uh, five years old. He would put River Rose, a.k.a. my little rocket, before I go to bed tonight on this special day. I give thanks to you and for you. Behind that calmly smile, there's a fighter. I've never met a stronger human, and I thank God every day for assigning me to be your papa, he wrote at the start of his caption. Now, this was an Instagram caption. He will continue putting multiple things there, and his Instagram video with clips of him and his daughter resting in her hospital bed wearing a medical gown, and you just see him playing with her, and this was just one of the things that really caught me off guard, because again, Romeo, I don't, I didn't know he had kids, that, I don't, I don't look into that type of things, and it didn't really hit my feed until I got sent this, and I was like, oh, that's crazy, um, I didn't even know what type 1 diabetes, I just know diabetes is diabetes, um, they would put in the article, type 1 diabetes is a chronic condition in which the Pancreas makes little or no insulin. Although there is no cure, the organization advises that treatment can be achieved by managing the amount of sugar in the blood using insulin, diet, and lifestyle to prevent complications, as this was according to Mayo Clinic. So she has this. I'm hoping and praying that Romeo and the baby mother will be able to do what they can do for their five-year-old daughter, which they have been, because she's five. If there anything like bad, bad was really going to happen, they would have did it. Something bad would happen to their daughter like some time ago. I'm glad there's nothing that came about this child bad like that. And I hope that they're able to still like manage this this tragic thing. That's all I'm trying to get at with this. So again, my heart goes out to Romeo Miller, my heart goes out to uh, that family, and my heart goes out to that little girl, because that's that sucks. It it truly does. Um, diabetes in the black community, that just runs. It does. That's terrible to even say that, but it is. It's one of the things that runs in the black community, and I think uh, people need to try to adjust their limits. Try to take in what you can take in, because again, we... Our skin, our body, we just take in some stuff, and I don't know what it is, it's just that we do. Everybody's uh, nationalities do different things, but for us, it's diabetes, it's a litany of other things. My, if I have my mother here, she'll be able to tell me, because she was a CNA worker. She took care of people from different races and everything, but I guarantee you, if I were to probably do her a poll and ask her how many people had diabetes was white people compared to blacks, compared to Hispanics, compared to such and such, she'll be able to tell me in her lifetime for her taking care of people how many or which ones had more of diabetes in that 
or how many more had people with skin cancer or a different type of cancer because again she was in that field so she knows but diabetes it runs in the black community so if you're in the black community you're black or you have black children or you have a black husband or whatever the case may be of you um try to get them to get themselves checked out try to get them to get themselves looked after and looked at to make sure everything is still good and everything is still fresh and everything is still uh, okay with them and i know once my mother hears this she's gonna call me because i don't like to get checked out at all i like to still just be uh myself because i know my body my body will tell me when i'm sick or whenever something's wrong with me but i know i'm gonna have to get checked out one day or another one day one thing i will not do is I will not allow them to give me a prostate exam whenever the time comes. I'm not allowing them to do that. I think there's a different way they can do that personally. I think there's different ways that you don't have to get a prostate exam, or at least the old style way. They can find a new way to do it, my personal opinion. But until they get that figured out, I think that's the only thing I will not allow them to do for me. So no, but anything else, I probably might get myself checked out whenever uh, the time comes. But again, if you're in the black community, get yourself checked out. Make sure everything's still good. Make sure the machine is still going. That's just my thing that I forgot to mention at the beginning of the episode when I was talking about Thanksgiving. But again, uh, love and light to Romeo Miller and his daughter. And also, moving away from Romeo Miller and his daughter, I want to talk about Kim Kardashian and her daughter, Northwest. There was a clip rolling around on social media this past week of Northwest just trashing uh, Kim Kardashian's apparent dress. Apparently, this was from the show of the Kardashians. You can watch that on Hulu. This is not a paid ad. This is just me just telling you exactly where you can watch it from. She was just talking and saying how she didn't like Kim's dress in front of the designer who made the dress. My man, you could just tell he wasn't feeling North talking about the dress, and you can even hear from him. I like that North is able to speak her mind like this because North is in a very abnormal environment. How many kids are around a mother that is literally one of the most famous people, not just in America, but literally in the world of Kim Kardashian? Her father is literally the most influential, like controversial person in the world of Kanye West. She is literally in a very, very small minute of people that have this type of power and type of like people around them that she's in a different type of scenario where she has to speak up if she doesn't like something. She has to speak up if something's going awry or she's able to be at liberty to speak her mind. And I like seeing that from North here. I did like seeing that because if she don't like something, she don't like it. And I think a lot of kids are doing that now. And the key thing is, is to make sure you say it, but say it with a respectful tone. And I understand people might say North didn't say it in a respectful tone. And I saw people in the comments saying that she would have got her uh, mouth slapped that was... Uh, their kid or if she was around me whenever I was a kid with my mother she would have got her mouth slapped I understand people saying that but here's the deal again she's in a very very special circumstance she's in a very special case because again she's around cameras she's been around cameras all her life she's been around paparazzi all her life she's been a special topic all of her life she will constantly be a special topic all her life she'll be a talking point all her life it just comes with the territory. So starting her young, saying what she doesn't like, saying what she didn't like, saying that, uh, saying what she's able to say at a young age, I like it personally. I think a lot of kids need to do it more. I think a lot of kids need to be able to speak up and say what they don't like. 
But whenever they're being unreasonable, that's when I think the parents need to come in and say, Ayo, you need to calm down, or Ayo, that's not right, or Ayo, something of that degree. But from what I saw from the Northwest clip this past week, I didn't think what she said was unreasonable. Personally, I found it funny. I found it great, especially when she was talking about uh, Pete Davidson, who at the time, I believe of that recording, what she, Pete Davidson was still technically almost like messing around with Kim Kardashian, I believe. And she mentioned how it was like the Met Gala and Pete Davidson came up there dressing like he was going to a gas station. She said, this is the Met Gala. It's not the gas station. So again, she knows at least some fashion because she's around fashion designers. Her father was the one dressing Kim Kardashian for some time. And again, again, the Kardashian kids, more specifically uh, Kanye West's kids, they have a very, very different uh, circumstance that they're in, so I feel that all of Kanye's kids with Kim, they are, should be able to speak up, they should be able to say what they don't like, and if people have a problem with it, it's just tough titty, they're just point blank with it, so I hope that uh, Kim, Kanye, and the rest of their kids, they're able to still speak up, do whatever they want, and just be their authentic selves, I hope so, personally, because I can't wait to see them as adults, because I feel that's going to be just funny to the highest power. And I think some of them is going to be um, very, very intellectual. I think North is going to be very intellectual. And she's going to be able to tell people off in a very, very smart and snap tone. I think that's going to be great, personally. But again, I like seeing that. I hope that uh, Kanye, Kim, and the rest of the kids do well and uh, continue to just do what they do. Now... With that being said, I believe that's everything I want to talk about, so it's time for me to get you guys out of here. I want to say thank you to the podcast sites to have me up there, because without them, I wouldn't be able to get this episode out to you guys. So I want to thank them first and foremost, but secondly, and I don't mean secondly like that, next up, the listeners, you guys. Without you guys, this podcast wouldn't be a thing. I'll just be one guy talking into a mic, into a black void. Um, I appreciate everyone that listens to this episode, listen to this podcast every single week, whether it's a Saturday episode, Sunday episode, Wednesday episode, or even the special episodes where I talk about uh, wrestling, the pay-per-views. I thank you all, seriously, because I see the downloads every single day, every week. I appreciate it so much. Now, with that being said, always remember. I love you. I do love you all. This is not a gimmick. This is me being honest. I appreciate every single one of you. I will be back again uh, Wednesday with the midweek breakdown. Uh, next Saturday with the wrestling highlights of the week. Next Sunday with uh, another episode of the My Two Cents podcast where I talk about stuff in the news. And also, uh, WWE had their Survivor Series pay-per-view, which happened last night as well. If you did not watch it, you can listen to me talk about that. The review's up right now as well. So you have that double dose Sunday. So there you go. Now, with that being said, this isn't goodbye. This is until you hear from the sweet sounding voice again. Please be okay. Please be safe out there. As people are going back to work and people are going back to school, uh, please be good. This has been my Two Cents Podcast presented by G2, hosted by G2. He is I and I am him. I love you all. I thank you. And Kanye, could you please take these people home? I'm tired. You tired. Uh-huh. Jesus wept. <laughs>